final delivery. Hello, Catherine. How are you and your mother? I've someone with me to hear your story. Oh, Anne, let's go a little way where my mother won't hear. Even after all these years, I can't speak of it to her. Those were troubled days, and she had enough troubles in life. I don't need to be adding to them in death. At least that's what I tell myself. Maybe I can share my burden with you, though. Pray that it might give me some comfort, for I tell you it is a burden to bear. The woman standing there is my mother, Catherine. She passed in 1803, back when I was not yet a girl of two years of age. This ground was already warm with three of her babies, who had trodden the path to God before her. She cares for them still. My own life was short, but at least I was spared to become a woman, which was more than was given to my siblings. Still, my own time on earth had its own trials. Oh, poor father. Poor Will. Perhaps it is a mercy for mother that she was dead and gone before then. What is sure, the rest of us can never forget it. In my young days, my father George was deputy postmaster in Athlone. He was one of the most respected men in town. That is how mother still remembers him. I would have her continue to do so. Those days our house was a special place. It was a home, a post office, an apothecary, all rolled into one. As well as coming to our house for all the post in town, the townspeople also came to us for their medicines. Everyone in town beat a path to our door sooner or later. Father even found time to act as surgeon to some of the artillery. That was the time we were at war with the French and everyone was looking to do their bit. Father had stretched himself too thin, what with all the extra military about the place which is why he took in Will to live with us and work the post. He was like an older brother to me, for I grew up with him. I was still a babe when he came, he but a boy of eleven. From the time I could walk, I ran everywhere after my Will. No matter how much I annoyed him for play or attention, he always had a smile for me. Round and round the kitchen he would spin me, me pretending to be a bird soaring high above the Shannon. He had the patience of a saint. How I loved him. My adopted brother, Will. Oh, poor Will. It was the summer of 1805 it happened. The Carlo militia were in town then. They in their red uniforms everywhere. Those soldiers fairly wore a path to our house, for they were always sending letters somewhere. The Red Lobster Men, I called them knowing no better who they were. How I used to tug at Will's leg whenever they ducked through the door. It was only a few weeks later all hell broke loose. I still hear those men's shouts bursting down the door, roaring after Father and Will. They dragged poor Will out by his collar, still only a boy at fifteen. It was the last time I ever saw him. It wasn't long before our misery was the talk of all Athlone. Father was dismissed not long after. The whispers were everywhere. It was years before I properly understood what happened, for Father would never talk of it. 
They were accused of stealing the money the soldiers had paid in postage on 75 letters. One penny for each letter. 75 pence in all. A pittance of money, but, oh God, what a cost. For embezzling from the post office, no matter how paltry, carried but one sentence. Death. The bloody codes, they later called those laws. And how bloody they were. And barbaric. Not one of those 75 letters ever went astray. But that mattered not. The trial for my father and Will's lives was in Tullamore in 1806. By then it was the talk of the county. Thanks be that father had respected men to speak for him. It helped spare his life. So too did the fact that it was Will who the soldiers had paid, often while I stood at his knee. That sealed his fate. The jury recommended mercy for poor Will because of his age and the tiny sum. But it was no matter. The judge donned the black cap and Will was sentenced to suffer death as a felon. Poor Will was lost. Father was never the same man. It is well that Mother is in ignorance of the tragedy. It was many years later I happened across a pamphlet that spoke of the trial. The judge's instructions to the jury are etched forever on my mind. I can't help but imagine poor, trembling Will as he heard them. Gentlemen, it may seem a very harsh and severe law which provides that a man shall forfeit his life for embezzling the few pence which the prisoner is charged. But if the trust and confidence which the public has reposed in its servants shall be violated, all the benefits which we derive from that most useful establishment, the post office, will be frustrated. If the legislature has thought proper to attach penalties, however severe, to particular offences, they must be enforced. Oh, that poor boy. That poor boy. They have no pity, those judges. None. I'm sorry for Will, Catherine, and for you and your father. Mind yourself now, Catherine. It does no good to dwell. Be at peace for a while now you've told the tale. Come on, let's go over to Edward. Oh, he's a fine young man and a real scholar. Such a way with words. <laughs> 